the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the program. This is, as you know, the word to stand on for life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And we're here every day from 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock to take your phone calls, answer your Bible questions, questions about anything going on in your life. All you need to do is to provide the phone call. You can dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. And today we have a very special show. It's not only your show today, Paul. It's always your show on Thursday. Oh, yes. Day, but, day. but you brought your friends with you today. I brought some of my friends. And I didn't have to pay them. <laughs> in it's fact, good, it's some, good thinking we have no budget. No, no. In fact, some of them are like, why are you calling me? <laughs> hey, we will take your phone calls if you call in, uh, have any questions for me or for the ladies. Uh, but until that time, Paula, why don't you introduce our guests okay. and what we're going to talk about? And it's your show. All right. Well, as you guys know, and thank you for praying for us this past couple of weeks while we were preparing to go for our women's retreat, and then the whole time we were there, it was just beautiful weather. Thank you for that. We all got there safely, back home safely. Um, it was just a wonderful time. But so today I've invited some of our friends, some of my friends. It's our friends. It's your kids. I mean, you love each one of these girls like we gave birth to them. And so here they are, and just a sweet, sweet um, group of ladies. The first woman is, you want to say your own name? Yes. Okay. Augustina Mushale. Oh, I like how that's, I, I always <laughs> knew Augustina, but you say Mushale. Mushale, yeah, that's yes. the best. And where from are you Niger- from? From Nigeria, West Africa. Okay. And how long have you been at Calvary Chapel? Uh, just about uh, maybe 18 months. About 18 so, months. Yes. And, and you did one of the devotions. Yes, I did one of the devotions, and I was telling Mama Paula and Pastor Ron, so this, I've been, I'm really being stretched because I'm not used to do too much of like staying in front of, standing in front of a big audience, but the Lord really gave me grace, and he spoke his message, so I'm really grateful to God. Very cool. Yes. And next? That's my, our Wanda. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Wanda Croft, um, been here at the church about 18 years. No, 19 years now. And you only that, look like is, you're 25 years old. This is old. my 18th retreat. Woohoo! <laughs> it was awesome. And, and you're in charge of the foot washing ministry. Yes, I am. We've been doing it about seven years now, I think it is. Very cool. We'll talk yeah. about that a little bit later. Thank you. And our next daughter is, she's also your office manager. Go get your lunch getter. Let me see. <laughs> She's pretty much my life manager. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're not, when when I'm not with you, uh-huh. I'm with her. Yeah. Thank you so much, sweetheart. It takes a village. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between you, me, Sam, Dawn, um, Pastor Juan, poor Pastor Juan. Anyway, um, my name is Annette Hinet, and I've been coming to the church for 22 years, and I think this is my 21st women's retreat. And yes, this was a great retreat. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you. 
and now our, I think this is our youngest baby. Mm-hmm. No? Wanda's younger? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> See, that's the thing. When you, when you talk about 22 years and 15 years, 18 mm-hmm. years, and, and however long. 16 years. 16 years for wow. you. The, the audience is picturing a bunch of really older women <laughs> out here sitting in front of us. And, and that's just not the case no. at all. No, you guys were babies when you came here. Oh, my yes. goodness. Oh, we were all having babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, introduce yourself. I'm, I'm Dawn Ballesteros. I'm the producer's wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and for those of you who you know, don't know the producer, his, he's our funny man. Ha, ha, on Sundays for the announcements. Don't, yes. don't encourage him. <laughs> Every <laughs> once in a while. And Don, you, you're responsible for, for you and your crew sort of setting things up and getting everything ready. Yes. So. <laughs> that's all you get to say. That's, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, she'd have more to say, but she's tired. She's, <laughs> she's worn she, out. She's still recovering. Very much so. No, it's, yeah. it's a neat thing. I get to uh, coordinate a whole bunch of ladies doing a whole bunch of things all at once, and the Lord always puts it together. Well, this year, just so you know, we had some men who had to go up there to, to straighten out some technology problems. So we sent a technology team up there, and one of them came back to me yesterday and says, Pastor Ron, why don't we do that kind of stuff at our retreat? Everything was set up so beautifully, and it was fancy, and it was this. And I said, shut up. <laughs> yes, I was told that for the men's retreat, the biggest coordination is making sure they have enough brisket to have yeah, after yeah. dinner, yeah. not for dinner, yeah, yeah. but as an after dinner treat. So mm-hmm. I'm glad I don't have to coordinate that. No, no. But they, they are more simple as far as their, their meal prep, huh? So, no, we need our snacks. More women. Yeah, we need somebody else to do all the cooking and make it sort of kind of, you know, something we wouldn't. We wouldn't fix it home. So anyway, so our, our retreat theme was Luke nineteen thirteen, where uh, the Lord says, um, so he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minus. And he says, put this money to work. Well, in I think it's King James, it says, um, occupy until I come back. And so we were talking about um, the gifts that the Lord has given each one of us. We're all unique. Um, and what are we doing as we were talking in the hallway again, and Augustina says, yeah, so what are we doing with the gifts that we've been given to, you know, the Lord, when we got saved, he didn't just save us to take us to heaven, and he didn't just save us and leave us here like, woohoo, I'm going to heaven when it's all over. He said, no, you got work to do. And so the Occupy is what we were talking about, and um, I'm going to go with Annette first because you were talking about the maturity thing. Uh, yes, yeah, so this retreat for me was um, a lady spoke at the ladies at the Monday Bible study, and she talked about worry and how she wrings her hands. Mm-hmm. And when she said that, I felt like the Lord was uh, reminding me of how when we worry, we look down, and He's the lifter of our head, mm-hmm. and that's Psalm three three. And what I felt this retreat was that He lifts our head so that we we are called to maturity. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about just going based on the emotion and like I was telling you in the in the hallway Jesus's love is what drives us mm-hmm. but it's our response to that that we need to expect the opposition expect that we're going to have a life going up and down mm-hmm. but we need to be steady mm-hmm. and um so being mature is not being moved from the situation and the circumstances that don't change mm-hmm. We need to be the ones counting on the one that never changes, and we need to start looking up. Mm -hmm. And I felt like this was like a call to maturity. Yeah, yeah. And I remember what you said on Monday night was that Mercedes, who was our guest speaker, didn't speak to us in what way? Oh, yes. So she didn't talk to us like like, um, she spoke to us the way Paul and Peter speak to us in the Bible with an expectation that this is what we want to do mm-hmm. not as not as a as this is what you can do and if you feel like doing this no it's this is if you want to be a christian this is what you do mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. this is how you are mm-hmm. this is what you respond yeah. and because you're a christian this is how you are yeah you know that, that's an interesting comment because we when we read the bible properly mm-hmm. There's, there's an expectation of obedience. Mm-hmm. 
think you know, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. and, and <laughs> instead, of, instead of expecting obedience, we've taken it in the culture that we live in mm-hmm. and said, well, you know, if you don't have anything else going on or if your feelings aren't hurt mm-hmm. or if somebody's sensitive to you, mm-hmm. but, but, but the expectation for, for Christians throughout in Scripture mm-hmm. is here's the command and it'll be followed by obedience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's an important observation. Mm-hmm. I really felt like she taught that way. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Augustina was one of the devotion speakers, and she spoke on Saturday morning. And her, she didn't really have a title, but she said, we've been saved, we have a responsibility, and now we have an accountability. Yes. So it just goes through in that Luke nineteen thirteen and the verses before it, I was talking about how God is a God of order. It's like he talked about Zacchaeus being on the tree, and he called him to say, I'm going to go to your house today. He saved him. He say he's come to seek and to save the lost. Mm-hmm. So the first part of that scripture in that Luke nineteen talks about salvation. Mm-hmm. And after you saved, like you said, we're not just being saved and say, Okay, I am ready to go to heaven heaven now. Mm-hmm. We have a job to do. He gives us a command, a charge. And so we're responsible to what he gives to us, mm-hmm. whatever gifts or talents. And then he's returning back to say, what did you do mm-hmm. with your gifts? Mm-hmm. So we, there's no idle time for the Christian at all. There's mm-hmm. we are always in the Lord's business until he calls us home That's right. or until he comes to get all of us. Yes, yes. Yeah, and for those who, you know, can't get to church or you're sick, you, you don't have a mm-hmm. car or whatever, yes. and you are saying, we all have breath. We all have breath. And if you have breath, mm-hmm. you can pray. I mean, there's no barrier to what you can do in the house of God. Mm-hmm. Some people are sick. Pray. You can still pray in wherever you're sitting. Yeah. So there is, uh, and prayer is actually the most powerful weapon mm-hmm. we have as children of God. And mm-hmm. I don't think we, I think we underestimate yes. the power of prayer. Yeah. You called so. prayer the master key. The master key, yes. <laughs> I absolutely loved your devotion. And for those yes. of you who didn't get to make it, and even those who do, uh, we will, um, we, we recorded all the sessions mm-hmm. and they will be edited and then mm-hmm. online okay. soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The young lady who's doing editing, she's got a lot going on in her family as well. So as soon as she gets to it, but I would say within the next couple of weeks, it'll be available. You don't want to miss it. And there's some that I want to re, rehear, mm-hmm. you know. So, Augustine, before, before going away from you, yes. tell me what you mean. Tell the audience what you mean by prayer is the master key. Prayer is the master key. So what we know when Jesus came into this world, when he was actually starting his ministry, he started with prayer. His communication with God. He is God, but he had to communicate with his with God and mm-hmm. say, God the Father, see, I'm about to go into your do your business. Mm-hmm. Prayer gives him that power and authority. Mm-hmm. And when he was leaving this earth on the cross, he ended with prayer. So this song was prayer is the key, mm-hmm. is the master key. Mm-hmm. Jesus started with prayer, mm-hmm. he ended with you prayer. You gonna sing it? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's time for that. <laughs> Every time Augustina talks, a song does come out. In fact, it's all in the song in my head. Yes. <laughs> in fact, from California, Pastor Lane and Jocelyn are over there, and you know he knew you did a devotion. He texted me, "Did did she sing?" <laughs> I said, "You know she did." That's, that's the first thing I asked. I had to plug a yeah. song in. Yeah. <laughs> when you got home, um, you know the the, the the you mentioned Zacchaeus a moment ago. Um, Zacchaeus, we could all learn from him instantly, just just upon a casual meeting with Jesus. Yes. Instantly, he knows he's in the presence of God, yes. and instantly his heart is changed. Mm-hmm. Um, all Jesus had to say was, "I must come to your house." Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let me let me clean up my act. If I've stolen anything, I'll, I'll pay back four times, mm-hmm. and 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 that kind of repentance. That's the kind of obedience that I think is assumed and presumed of Christians mm-hmm. throughout the the uh, the new testament mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. okay let's give the microphone to to don okay and don the the one thing being a not not just a servant but a master servant uh your whole family is it's by yourselves the servants i mean all of you <laughs> and so for you i i get concerned because you're so busy serving I want to make sure you get to retreat. Mm-hmm. Did that happen for you? Okay. You're putting her on the spot. So, <laughs> and yes, and that's okay. Next year is coming, and I want to make sure you... Because it is my heart to do that. Mm-hmm. And so um, during the sessions, I like a spot in the back 
where I'm standing because I need to stand a lot because I, you know, back and stuff. Um, but I wasn't able to stand this year, and the Lord's the Lord covered me. I sat in the back corner, and I had my my notebook mm-hmm. and my pen, and I just. There's a lot going on around me, and people are texting me. We need to turn off the fans. It's too cold in here. Mm-hmm. And I just like, okay, if it's an emergency, I'll respond. But if not, mm-hmm. I'm still taking my notes. And so the Lord was very good. I mean, um, the thing about prayer is was a huge thing um, because um, I think Mercedes talked about it as entering into the Holy of Holies. And that is... That was beautiful. It was very visual for me. And um, that's a plug-in for our Saturday morning prayer. If you are not a part of a Saturday morning prayer, you need to come be a part of Saturday morning prayer mm-hmm. because it is a beautiful time. You get to hear the hearts of the people and as they're just laying everything before the Lord. And, and then we can come alongside one another. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about Nehemiah with, with Mercedes. And it was so beautiful because, you know, with one arm they are building the wall. And with the other arm, they're fighting, they're battling. Mm-hmm. And um, we need prayer. That's our battle. That's um, The battle belongs to the Lord, but we mm-hmm. can enter into the Holy of Holies mm-hmm. and place everything before the Lord. Yeah. Um, and that's a beautiful place to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you, you just brought up something that no pastor wants to hear. When the Bible's being taught, people are texting. That frustrates me to no end. I think we're going to figure out a way to scramble phones. Or something. <laughs> well, I was the I was the go-to person for problems, and so. But when the Bible's being taught, the go-to problem for problems is Jesus. The go-to person for problem is Jesus, and yes. we can get through the other stuff. So. Yeah, true. So Sorry about that. Thought, uh-huh. thought, I was, for, thought for next year. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you're a teacher at our school here. When the, the kids come in, they have to put their phones in a in a bag. Oh yeah, bucket, don't, right? we don't get to see phones. They they're not even allowed to bring them to the classroom. Okay, so maybe next year I'm gonna take your phone. <laughs> take all the phones. <laughs> yeah. The iPads and the Macs. And yeah, I had, else yeah. The text yeah, I had I, you know being Mama Paula. You know, all y'all are my kids, so I'm getting texted too, like ten till. 11, I mean, 10 till midnight, I should say. And so I had to tell the one young lady, she was trying to help everybody, like you are a helper of everybody. I said, uh, go to bed. <laughs> We're not fixing everybody's life. You know, these are grown women. So anyway, it was a, it was a really good time. Okay, so um, Mercedes talked about remember and rejoice. Um, or was that you? Remember and rejoice. Where, where the Bible was being read. Mm-hmm. You know, and the people um, were very attentive. Mm-hmm. They were standing there in awe and reverence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she, they stood, they actually stood up to hear, you mm-hmm. know. And Ezra the scribe mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. ascended to the pulpit. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So she asked the questions. And I'm asking not just us, but those out there listening, how important is God's word? You know? Because not only are we supposed to be hearers, mm-hmm. but doers of the word, which we heard Pastor Ron say last night, um, but these responded to God's word. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to read it and to even maybe memorize it, mm-hmm. but it's another thing altogether mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. And since we're here to occupy, even when we are, say, reading the word and we get convicted, are we willing to change so that others around us, especially those in our home, because they're watching us, mm-hmm. you know, are we really changing? Mm-hmm. And so um, she asked the question, where's your focus? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. okay, we'll go back to uh, Wanda. <laughs> <laughs> they're pointing her out. <laughs> Fairly. If it, was, if it was TV, you'd have been able to see this. They're like, go to Wanda, go to Wanda. Did she, did she look out of focus? <laughs> Well, you, you guys didn't want to answer that one? What was the question? Was, where's your focus? After, after asking how important is God's word? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, it's when you go to retreat, that's what, it's always such a great reminder. You know, like not, it, it just needs to always be a priority. And life gets in the way. Kids gets in the way. Being a wife gets in the way. And, and being a servant gets in the way. And, and work gets in the way. And just a number of things. But um, that's why we go to retreat. We we have to get away from everything to refocus our our time on the Lord and, and Jesus and, and the fact that we're not going to get fed or grow 
or, or um, you know, figure it out if, if we're not in the word. And so it's, it's a great reminder to get back into it. And um, I love what Mercedes was saying about um, reading it and then, and then applying it and then the prayer, like it always goes back to prayer. I feel like, you know, I, I had a, one of my old pastors say prayers, prayers, the work. And I, that always sticks in my head as well, because how she described prayer is the, what is repairing things. Prayer is what's healing things. Prayer is what's healing people and nations mm-hmm. and preparing and us. preparing us. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, those things that are, are, you know, that anguish our hearts, <clears throat> excuse me, it's the prayer that's going to heal that. So, um, anyway, that, that's kind of what it's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I, I, have, a, I have a question for you before Paula goes. Okay. Uh, your, your now grown daughter mm-hmm. was able to come back from college and go to the retreat. With yes, you. she what was. was. That like? Oh, it was awesome. It, it's, it was awesome for her, have her to have her come back. And she was so anxious to come back and she made her own plans to get back early from school. Cause it, like it was before her spring break actually started, but it was so cute watching her at the retreat. Cause you know, she made a point of just wanting to meet new ladies and, and she was just a little busy bee, you know, going from table to table. And I'm like, look at her. She looks like me, <laughs> but she took her time seriously and her quiet time and, um, you know, she's, she's been blowing me away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And she helped with the feet washing ministry again. Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask, pass the mic to Augustina, mm-hmm. because in your devotion, you were in response to this question, where's your focus? Yes. Where you were in your routine and you missed. Yes. Okay. Yes. So because you're an empty nester. I'm an empty nester. And I was telling the, the lady that said, it's a very hard phase to be. Um, so three of my uh, kids are out of the house and my husband is a merchant marina. So he's gone most of the time. So I'm practically home alone. And Jesus is like, who do you really depend upon? So I really depend solely on Jesus. Now. <laughs> so so I, I do the yard work and I usually get my trash out you know, through the back door. And I totally overlooked a wasp nest that was already built like underneath the ledge by, by the back door. And I was thinking, well, has this been here this whole time? I looked online, it takes three or four months for the WAPS nest to actually build their nest. So you mean, I've been going through that back door every week putting my trash can outside and haven't paid attention because I've been too familiar with my surroundings. Mm-hmm. Even as children of God, sometimes we can be too familiar coming to church, oh, I go on Sunday, I go on Wednesday, I read my Bible, and just go like a checklist mm-hmm. that we miss those divine appointments that God has for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. just a big reminder mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Now, That's a great word picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and where's, where's the wasp nest? <laughs> what, in the back, yeah, by the back door. Did you get somebody to come um, take it, or did you take no, it down? I, I took it down, but <laughs> you probably shouldn't do it yourself. Mm-hmm. I had to go online and read about how, what I should do, protect protective gear and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually waited till nighttime where they asleep. Mm-hmm. And that's how the enemy creeps in because we children of God should be always alert. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. knew when they're sleeping, I could spray them, protect myself, mm-hmm. and they would. I just saw all of them falling down. Oh yeah, God mm-hmm. protected me, but I had to. <laughs> they had to come down. Oh, yeah, they had to go. <laughs> they had to go. Uh, so yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to be alert as yeah. children of God. I have a better solution. Do what I do with wasps and things like that. I yeah. call Pastor Juan. Oh, he's the he's the one yeah. that. And okay, he, so he, he just, should be my go-to guy. Next he time. takes care of things. Paula, we're inside three minutes now. So why don't you wrap up this half of the program with whatever you want, and then we'll come back. Okay. Um, the, the focus, um, I, 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 you know, we have so many things going on that we can get so easily distracted, you know. I mean, especially now that we have cell phones. I'm so glad I don't have, like, Facebook and all of that mess. But even with the cell phones, so many people can connect with you. You're trying to read your Bible. You're trying to pray. Even when I have my phone down or in another room, I can still hear it if it's on. Like, Sam makes me take it off this kind of a table right here. Because you can hear it over the, the microphone because it goes, you know, and just you, and the phone will, and you, you're, you're automatically saying, oh, don't let it be anything bad. Don't let it be anything bad. But if we would get away from all of that, the Lord will prepare us for whatever's coming. Um, but we're just so distracted and, and our focus gets off, you know, and everybody's got issues. And Ron keeps saying, that's Ron keeps saying. You know, we are not built 
to handle all of that. We're just not built. I can't take on all of everybody's things. And so it's a distraction because even when I'm trying to pray, that those thoughts are in the back of my mind that just kind of keep interrupting. And it's like, man, I don't want all that. So, Lord, that that always cast all your burdens on the Lord. Cast That's a constant thing. But the problem is we're taking in so many burdens that we can't handle. Not that we don't aren't carrying people. Mm-hmm. We just can't handle it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I need to re- refocus. Lord, Ron and I would talk about this. You got that one. You got that one. You got that one. And you have me. <laughs> so I'm just going to try to get it all on you, Lord, because I, I can't take it. Mm-hmm. You see what? That's like Peter. I was just going to say he was getting he was sinking in the water mm-hmm. and then he had to put his eyes back on Jesus because his circumstances mm-hmm. were going to make him drown hey we've got 30 minutes left in the day day edition of the program you're listening to the word to stand up for life we'd love any calls or questions that you might have 340-9585 or toll free 877-630-KSLR we'll be back in two minutes Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show. And our date day is crowded today. It's so cool. Because I've got like five dates here. <laughs> and it's working really good. We're talking about the ladies' retreat, the roles that some of these ladies had, and just in general, the need to get away and spend some time uh, being with Jesus. Uh, Wanda, I want to start with you this half of the program. Um, let's talk about the foot washing ministry. Uh, it's, it's been one of my favorites. Uh, you're the one that came to me with the idea. Yes. Um, just general impressions. Why do we do it? What What oh, is the result goodness. of it? Well, I was sharing Monday night. Um First of all, I wanted to say I am just so proud of all the women who step up to serve alongside. I mean, they, um, Augustina was one of them. Oh, she was she was nervous, but she she got right through. She's it. always nervous. Because the Holy Spirit just takes over. <laughs> I just tell the ball, like, you know, we have a gist of, like, this is how we do it. But, you know, we just offer to pray for the ladies, whatever they want to be prayed for or anything that's heavy on their heart while we're washing their feet. And... It, it just it just it's amazing how the, I feel like we're like in a in a position where we really are feeling the manifestation of Jesus in us as we're as we are washing their feet as we are in the precise moment when these ladies are going through deep healing about something or when they're getting to that realization in their mind like wow the Lord really does love me and having your feet washed is, is such a vulnerable position. And it's um, much, much, much more difficult than washing feet, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's just strips away everything. Yeah. And, um, but I will say some, I always say that it's, it's more for us as doing the washing as well, because it's such an, a deep, deep honor to do it. And, um, Every year, I'm just blown away with how how amazing it is. It's just supernatural to me every time we do it. So let me ask: Initially, is there like a reluctance, or or, or by now we've been doing it long enough mm-hmm. that people just come inside? Because having your feet washed is, is yeah. it's like stripping. You know, this this year was actually less ladies than normal. Uh, the last couple of years, we've had more, and I always feel like, oh, well, we washed everyone's feet already, you know. But there's a lot of new people, and then we have a lot of people who come and in repeat, you know, and, and, um, we always get so many. Yeah. Paul explained mm-hmm. that there's some challenges this year with the facility. There was, but you know, yeah. the Lord showed off. I knew he would, and mm-hmm. we may have had less, but I just left it in God's hands. Like, all right, well, he knows who, who needed to go through that. And I, I had one sweet lady who came um, on Monday and told me, you know, I've had that done before. She's like, um, I've gone to many retreats and I've had that done before, but nothing, it was nothing like what, what I experienced this last time. 
she's like, it, it was, I, I went to bed that night, like, what just happened? Like, that was the best night of my life. And I, man, that just, oh, mm-hmm. I can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't see, take it. Imagine, if, if you will, what it must have been like for the 12 Mm-hmm. When Jesus was going from person to person, yeah. washing their feet, yeah. and that's what that lady experienced. It wasn't just something we do to go through the motions no, because it's a, 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 a neat retreat thing to do, mm-hmm. but but it was bathed in prayer. And you and your crew have been preparing for it for a long it's time. It's such a cleansing time. And mm-hmm. I, I had, one of the ladies actually texted me today or yesterday, and uh, one of the ones who served and was washing feet, and, she, and this is her first time doing it, and she put the question out there she's like it really made me think of what was jesus saying to each one of the apostles at that time mm-hmm. and i never thought about that mm-hmm. and i'm like oh man mm-hmm. like that's, that's i can tell you pretty much he was staring right into judas's eyes <laughs> yeah because judas would have been the first pair of feet that he washed and yeah and can, can you imagine that the tension of that mm-hmm. moment is just uh, unthinkable for me um augustina you uh, Paula and I both mentioned you did you did a devotion uh, at the retreat. Yes. Uh, was your time preparing for the retreat, leading up to the retreat, different because of that? And when you got there, especially on Thursday night, and your devotion wasn't until Saturday, Saturday morning, morning. Uh, were you able to enjoy Thursday and Friday? <laughs> I was able to enjoy it, but I was a little bit overwhelmed by the number of ladies. I was excited. And we had a lot of ladies there, about 230, yes. So, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be standing in front of all these eyes looking at me. But I had to be refocusing my mind to say, it's not about me, it's about the Lord. So I need to enjoy being at Jesus' feet, receive his message before I come up. And I, it, my preparation, I had like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My Paula told me I'll be speaking. It actually helped me to dive you, you deeper. Guys, by the way, you have no idea how blessed you are because I would have given you six days. <laughs> she actually <laughs> did good giving me that long. <laughs> the only thing that bugged her was when am I speaking during the two days? She's like, you're going to be there for two days. You don't have to worry about when you're speaking. I'm like, you know, I want to know the exact <laughs> time. But God is good. God showed up and he helped me to dive deeper into God's word. At first, as I was starting preparations, I, I didn't know what to write on paper. I told the ladies, pray for me. Before I look, I'm having nine pages at the end of it. So God is good. God is good. So, yes, yes, so I'm good. grateful to God. It's good to be obedient to his call. Okay, one by one, what I'd like you to do is take away, uh, or maybe the one thing that, that you took away from this retreat that was more significant than anything else. So you got the mic, Augustine. Why don't you start and just hand the microphone down. Um, So what I'm going to talk about is uh, in 1 Corinthians 7.20, it says, let each one remain in the same calling in which he was called. So it's like, say, bloom where you are planted. Mm -hmm. Don't try to run somebody else's race. Mm -hmm. Look unto God and carry your cross. Mm -hmm. Your cross might look heavier. The other person looks lighter and shorter. You don't know what that person is carrying. God has plan for you, what he has designed for your life, and you are accountable to him for you, mm-hmm. not for the next person that you're looking at. That's right. So I yeah. thank God for being here. That's a pretty mm-hmm. good takeaway. That's a great takeaway. Mm-hmm. Um, so the theme was like Occupy, right? And so um, one of the verses that, that I've always loved and feel heavily in my walk is, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. And the Lord has given me so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. Um and so, where was I going with this? Um, oh, my goodness. You know, I, I always edit that verse. Do you? Do much is given, much more. more. Much more is required. Right? Oh, that was the other thing. And that was one other thing that um, uh, Mercedes had said was discouragement. Like, this world that we're in is filthy. And it is, I can't even watch the news. Like, you know, we, we go out and, and my husband, Scott, wants to talk about it on our dates. And I'm like, nope. Let's, we're not even going to go there. I can't handle listening to this stuff, you know. Um, and uh, it just it just makes me realize, you know, what she said was, you know, discouragement. It's all around us. Mm-hmm. We, we do it to ourselves. So the world's constantly doing it to us. And, and discouragement really is our foe. We need to run away from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the enemy wants to keep us there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why we need to stay in our in our word and in our prayer life and 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 run away from it. Mm-hmm. it it's it's really a physical thing, you know. We take those thoughts captive, and and um, that's kind of what I came mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Actually, to what what 
Mercedes said was discouragement is a big hindrance to prayer. Mm -hmm. And she says we need to turn our back on discouragement or you will eat the dust of it. Mm -hmm. It takes the attention off of our Lord. He's faithful. And all the other stuff just makes us doubt and fear. And that's where a whole lot of people have been living, especially the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was overjoyed to see how many women came to the retreat. They were like done with being isolated. I don't think I saw anybody even wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. We were just, and we were compacted mm-hmm. in there yes, because the, their their main hall had, mm-hmm. had been destroyed. And so it was an, a really awesome time. Anyway, go ahead, Annette. Um, so I took away from uh, Nehemiah 6, 1 through 9. He's, um, this is when he's being accused of all the rumors and the schemes and everything. And um, he, he, he prays to God, and he says, Lord, strengthen my hands. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff, but I, I do have a lot on my plate, and I want to be able to honor the Lord in everything I do. And so I had heard it before where um, uh, somebody in the Sweet Summer Devotion said, when, when your plate is full, ask God for a bigger plate. Mm. And I said, Lord, I want to be able to carry the plate. So strengthen my hands. Mm-hmm. I want to do everything that brings glory to you. Mm-hmm. And so when, when, when he prayed that, I, I could almost hear his heart like, I just want to do this for you, so let me do it right. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it made me emotional. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, think, I think our audience just heard that I'm a big plate to carry. Mm. <laughs> it takes a village. Five seconds. Five seconds of silence. <laughs> Dumbery. Um, for me, I think the thing that sticks out the most um, was Nehemiah. Um, he was a servant. He was the cupbearer. Um, he wasn't really. He was really nobody, and his heart broke for what broke God's heart. And so I came away from, or even in my quiet time while I was there, um, just asking the Lord for more of his heart because we can so easily get consumed by the circumstances around us. Um, I want God's heart. And so when I'm praying and when I'm ministering to people, um, instead of seeing, you know, the ugliness of this world and it trampling on everyone, um, I want it to be more focused on what what God, what God's heart is for that person, or what's what's really breaking them, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and again, that all goes back to prayer and just being faithful in prayer and entering into that time with the Lord, where it's just that sweet, um, sweet time with Him. Mm-hmm. You know, when Nehemiah, um, uh, and, and I can only describe it as a burden on his heart, uh, the news came back to him that that his people were in trouble. There were no defenses. Mm-hmm. And they would soon eventually be wiped out by by marauders. And and, and his heart was broken. And uh, he just couldn't let it go. Uh, his, his brother is the one who told him the news. And he couldn't let it go. And it affected him physically mm-hmm. to where the king could see this This can only be sadness of heart. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And, of course, in that culture, to be sad in the presence of the king could have cost you your mm-hmm. life. Um, but but that's that's what God does when he puts a burden on our heart. And I think one of the things that we try to run away from in our Western culture is we try to run away from those burdens instead of embracing them. You know, when God puts something on your heart and wants to, it always begins with prayer. Um, but, but, but when he puts a burden on your heart, there's an action that's going to come later. That action has to be bathed in a lot of prayer and your timing has to be consistent with his timing. And Nehemiah just waited until that moment when God opened the door. But he was ready when God opened that door. And I think we spend a lot of time running away from the burdens because it's just so heavy. We'd rather think about easier things or lighter things. And um, I'm just not sure that the world that we live in, as we approach the return of Jesus, I'm not sure that we're going to find any lighter time. I think things are getting heavier and heavier. So I think that's important. Paula, what did you Mm -hmm. come away with? I came away with um, the Lord telling me that I can be ready for those um, divine appointments. I don't need to be caught off guard. I can be ready. And all I need to be is just to abide with him 
you know, not just get up and do my daily devotions, but really know him. You know, it's not just about knowing what the word says, but who he is. Just um, be with Jesus. Just be with Jesus, which, which is what our pastor says all the time. <laughs> and to be sensitive to the spirit. You know, um, like like we're saying, when you, you feel that little nudge, like go over there and talk to that person or, you know, ask them and be ready to hear what they have to say and not be in a big hurry. I like when Mercedes says, I want to be the yes face, pastor's wife. Not not the one that says, you know, I really don't have time for you right now kind of a thing. You you already got on my last nerve last week, and so, you know, I'm going to move on to somebody else. So um, so that I can be ready for the divine appointments, just abide with him, be sensitive to the spirit, and also to keep short accounts. To keep short accounts. Yeah. And so, I mean, we all fall short of the glory of God. Number one, here you guys all know, I had to keep a short account in front of everybody, but to keep short accounts. And, and the Lord, that's the reason he came. You know, he says, I came to save you from your sins, past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. And so for anybody listening, we're not perfect people. But our pastor says, I, I keep, you know, aim for perfection. Yes, We're not going to be sinless, you know, until we're with Jesus. But we can sin less because he's with us. Yes. Yeah. Let me throw this question out to all of you. We've been speaking about burdens. Uh, you're busy. You've talked about your plates being full, uh, your moms, uh, your wives, mm-hmm. um, um, you work. Um, I, one of the things we have to do is make time for God to put a burden on our heart. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're familiar with burdens around here at Calvary Chapel. We, <laughs> a, a burden got us a free school. It was action. A burden got us multi-medical. Uh, a burden is going to get us uh, unusual kindness, and a burden got us man house. Yeah. Just when things hurt your heart, I think our responsibility is take it to the Lord. So how do you balance, all of you, how do you balance the pain in your life, the heartbreak we deal with, with people that are close to us, uh, the craziness that goes on in this world? Um, how do you balance all of that and say, well, well Lord, I've got to leave time for you to put a burden on my heart if, in fact, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? I will. Okay, you got the microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me it's it's two things. Um, for me, it's constantly taking every thought captive constantly because the enemy is always there to attack um, and just giving it back to the Lord. And then the Philippians 4, 6, and 7 I hold on to all the time, and that's being anxious about nothing but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. So with a grateful heart, mm-hmm. present my request to the Lord. If I'm constantly taking a hold of the garbage, giving it to the Lord because I don't want to deal with it, knowing that it's not from the Lord, and then not becoming anxious about it, but immediately with a grateful heart for all that God has done for me, present my request to him. Mm-hmm. Then the peace that passes all understanding, it is truly, it's truly a an unexplainable peace that guards your heart and your mind. And I mm-hmm. constantly talk to my kids about that too. I said, if you want that peace that passes understanding, mm-hmm. you know, you have to constantly be taking these thoughts captive and you have to constantly be giving the anxiousness to the Lord with a grateful heart and remembering mm-hmm. who he is, remembering all that he's done for us. Um, and that's how you balance everything out mm-hmm. because the Lord does that work. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then- um, for me, the balance is a lot like hers as far as like taking every thought captive. But in one sense, I kind of also compare it in the light of eternity. Mm-hmm. How much is this pain going to cause me? In light of eternity, mm-hmm. how much of this is really going to make an effect, uh, a change or affect me? Mm-hmm. And so when I have that eternal perspective then the burdens and the pain and everything seems smaller Mm -hmm. because God now became bigger. Mm -hmm. And now this is not my home. Mm -hmm. I'm only here for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. And so when it becomes now, when it's time when the Lord speaks to me about certain things that he wants, like a burden in my heart, that he wants to do something in my home or my family or just with me, um, he's able to speak to me because I've already put it in an eternal perspective. That stuff doesn't matter. 
it's not going to affect me. Yeah. If it does, it's going to pass. And so I've had my heart broken from my kids. I've had my heart broken from friends. But in light of eternity, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I had a thought just today, in fact, that, that, that I think when we get to be with Jesus in heaven, I think we're going to be maybe just a little embarrassed about how seriously we took ourselves and our circumstances while we're here. You know, the Bible says we've got 70 or so years of life. Uh, and, and, and I don't know, I'm 70 years old. It can seem like a really long time sometimes. <laughs> On the other hand, the closer we get to Jesus' return, the faster time is going. And I think when we get to heaven, we're going to think, well, that was like a weekend. You know, it was just just like a weekend. And, and you know, we can do anything. We can sacrifice for a weekend. We can make it. And, and um, no eye has seen nor ear has heard. And we need to focus on that. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. Wanda? Well, the whole Bible is what I mean. <laughs> depend on the whole bible um yes the lord when those burdens come up um the lord has taught me there's verses you know the um why do i keep going blank it's the enemy it's the enemy (sighs) he's the prince of the air (laughs) (laughs) um I just go back to how much the Lord has has, has given me grace, right? Who the what's that verse about? Um, who sh- he's been forgiven much? No, no. she loves much. She's been forgiven much. She loves, loves much. much. <laughs> yeah, and so I always go back to that because I always feel like I was such a heathen, you know. And uh, and and who am I? And um, pride gets in a lot of way, a lot of stuff. And so he's given me an ability to forgive a lot of big things. And so I try not to hang on to those things and then just trying to see people through the Lord's eyes, you know, cause none of us, none of us are above. And even those, um, figures, even those very public figures of who you would call evil, um, and very evil things that they've done. I, you know, I have to think like, Lord, you love them too. Yeah. You love them too. And it's hard, but, um, I mean, that's what he's called us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when we've gone through burdens and, and acted on certain things and, and we look back, um, even though we were scared to death to begin with, and we look back and I hear the Lord say, was it really that hard? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, it really wasn't that mm-hmm. hard, Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, Because he's always with us. His yoke is easy yeah. and a burden light. Huh? Yeah. But we're the ones, like Ron was saying, we focus so much on our own burden part. You know, yes. like, Jesus, where are you? Yes. You know, yeah. kind of a thing. Where's your part? You're supposed to yeah. be helping me through this. In an easy way. He said, no, 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 no. I'm just going to walk with you, but I'm Mm -hmm. trying to strengthen you. Now, I've had many of those conversations where it's like, Lord, you said, like, so (laughs) you please, like, show me, Mm -hmm. show me what, Mm -hmm. where, what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. And then he does. Yeah. I just got a a verse on my screen. Therefore, I tell you, uh, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little loves little and I, I think I think sometimes we, we, we think especially if we've been saved a while uh, well we haven't been forgiven that much and I think we lose a sense of gratitude yes. mm-hmm. and and uh, you know without gratitude man, there can be no hope mm-hmm. no joy at all mm-hmm. yeah Augustine, my, my scripture before uh, Augustina is uh, such were some of you yeah I try to remember that one okay Augustina what 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 really spoke to you focus okay, so oh, here Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, Philippians 4, 6, 7, that Don said, then 8 says, whatever is true, whatever is pure, mm-hmm. think on those mm-hmm. things. So, when I begin to maybe have bitterness or something like Jesus wouldn't want me to think about that. That's not pure thought, mm-hmm. right? So, it helped to refocus um, my mind to see. Because faith looks up. Mm-hmm. Fear, oh, yes. looks, fear looks around. Yes. Worry looks within. Mm-hmm. But regret looks back. Mm-hmm. So, we have to keep faith looking up to Jesus. Yeah. I was hoping you would say that. Yes. I really was. Because <laughs> I was going to turn to it, but then I didn't. And then you said it. Praise the Lord. Okay. Well, we're, we're now inside about three minutes. So what I'd like to do is ask a really quick question. Because I, no, none of you said something I expected all of you to say. Um, dealing with time management and discipline. Um, I mean, in these last days, we have to be more disciplined than ever. How do you guys manage all of the distractions in your life so you can keep your focus? On Jesus. Yes, 
For me, I like to start with devotion in the morning. I know everybody has busy schedules and stuff, but God has given me a time, a place in my life. I'm able to like manage it a lot better now that kids are out of the house and husband's gone. It's like I can, I have to start with devotion in the morning. Otherwise, my day is just not lined up real good at all. So mm-hmm. if I start with devotion, it gives me a beautiful mindset of what I have going on for mm-hmm. the day. Okay, thank you. Two minutes. Um, I think for me, it, I, I obviously that verse is like, you know, you worry about today. Worry about today. You, you, get, you, get, you can get really discouraged and uh, lose sight if you start thinking about like everything else you got to do mm-hmm. in the following week and month and year. Yeah. So. Um, narrow focus. Yeah. Narrow focus. Narrow focus. Annette, you're such a good time manager. I don't sleep. (laughs) So I do my devotion in the middle of the morning. And and I say that middle of the morning because it's middle of the night for most of you guys. Mm -hmm. And so, and I pray. As soon as I wake up, I just pray. And I just ask the Lord, whatever you have for me today, Mm -hmm. let me do it with your glory in mind. Dunry? For me, it is, I'm a visual person. It's taking Jesus with me everywhere, all the time. I, I'm not perfect, and mm-hmm. I still mess up, mm-hmm. but it's that quick reminder, Jesus is right here, okay, mm-hmm. what am I supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and really, that truly helps. Mm-hmm. 30 I've, seconds, Paul. I've been in Psalm 103, and that was the theme song that we sang, I will not forget his benefits. And so when things start happening, uh, you know, he, he forgave all my sins. Um, he's given me love and compassion. You know, he doesn't remember all my ucky stuff. He's a quick forgiver and forgetter. Yeah. Ladies, thank you for being here. I know it's a burden on your schedule, but thank you for being here. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. I'll be back tomorrow, Lord willing, at 4 o'clock on AM630 The Word. See you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.